Hello and welcome to Britpop Banter, my name is Kevin. I'm Leslie. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, we're at Britpop Banter. Email BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Season 2, what happened after Britpop? This week, Franz Ferdinand's debut album. Last week was Gomez. Well, actually, the last episode was Gomez, how we operate. But last episode was Moonlight Parade. Yes. Uh, so, Les, I haven't seen you in two weeks. Two weeks. It's been nice, isn't it? Well... <laughs> Probably better for me than you. <sighs> well, it's a bit tough because we were in each other's pockets uh, a bit. Because it was weird. We, used to, we did a whole year of doing weekly episodes. And then we did the fortnightly. And then it felt really be weird going back to the weeklies. And Yeah. It's nice to have a little breather. But we're leaving, living through a global pandemic. Yes. Just said that. I don't know why that's relevant. <laughs> well, I think last, last year we didn't. Like, everything was all happy-go-lucky, wasn't it? Happy go. It was. It's very different okay. now. So, mm-hmm. you you just told me that uh, you went out last night to a restaurant. I did. Wow. For the first time in a long time, and there was you're only allowed ten people. It changes tomorrow, I think. But you're only allowed ten people in a restaurant, and it was a friend's birthday, and she had not many friends, which is nice. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have ten friends to be no, honest. I was, <laughs> you'd be screwed. But um, and so then. I was apprehensive before yeah, I going. Yeah, I can see that. But I got into swing of it pretty quickly. <laughs> with the wine <laughs> and the, the nice wine, food. And the yeah. nice food and the chat. And, you know. <laughs> but it was a weird experience because you weren't allowed to go in because they had two sittings for the people, the other, the ten people who were in first. Uh-huh. We had to wait outside until they came out. Mm-hmm. Then we had to go in and then hand sanitise. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is so strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like so strange. Yeah. And I'm like, is this, this is what it's going to be now. Until Monday, and then Monday it's 50 people in cafes and restaurants and bars. Yeah. I think that is going to make such a difference. Such, I mean, I went out... Uh, I just to, can't wait for a beer, like a beer. Yeah, a proper, in a, in, in yeah, a, a pint yeah. of beer, yeah. Um, we went out to lunch in, in Marrickville. It was a cold, wintry, crappy day, and I was like, I want a big bowl of soup, right? Yeah. And because it was only 10 people in the restaurant at one time... That's not a lot at all. And so we got there, and there was only a couple of people in front of us. But the 10 people before was three groups that had just gone in. So then we needed to wait for them to finish their meals. And then a group of five was in front of us. So that's half the restaurant taken up by this group. We waited an hour in the cold to get into the restaurant. And look, it was fantastic. But I was like, we need to move past this very, very quickly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It I wouldn't was, have been waiting. No, it was... But we'd commit. You know what I mean? You're like that. Oh. Did it have to be that restaurant? Well, um, the problem was, as we quickly, you know, realised in the area, there was queues outside every restaurant. So it doesn't wow. matter. Like Every cafe, restaurant, sushi place, you name it. It, it just all, all of them had a queue because 10 is not a lot of people. It's really not. In Sydney, you know, like, so... Um, but, um, and how's your golf game? You've been playing a bit of golf? Yeah. Wow. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not that, don't put yourself down. I mean, it's okay. You look, prefer- you look the part. Yeah. That's what's important. I text my mate yesterday, um, text my mate yesterday saying, um, I'm dressed like a pro, play like a prick. <laughs> That's uh, what I said. My, my wife looked at your photo of you in the golf cart and went, what a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> But the golf, you have to dress like that though. It's a dress code. I don't have anything to wear. You have to wear a collar. That's why you got to wear a collar shirt. I've got a polo shirt. That's all you need. Okay, cool. I can do that. 
And then it was sunny, I wanted a cap, so I bought a nice golf cap. Nice. That's really it, you just have to wear a t-shirt and a cap. I like the idea that you were telling me of at the ninth hole there's a wee bar and you can pick up some beers. That's yeah, lovely, nice. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a shot with you. Mm. Uh, and work-wise, I uh, head back into the office this week for uh, a rotation, so I'll do one day in the office, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Hence, I've lost the beard, I don't know if you, this is... Better. Yeah, it was, a, it was actually, I did it by mistake, I meant to trim it and just went a bit too far. I'm glad. Oh. Yeah. It's very lack of hair at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you're not going back till when? We don't know fully, but it's probably going to be closer to August, September. It's a long time away, isn't it? Not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I think I'm just one of these people that can adapt easily. So it's it so weird because you're so extroverted. No, I will. And the thing is, and I'll adapt into it again. Like it's just like the dinner thing. It's like oh, I don't want to go. And then I went. And you had a and good then time. I was told yes. Like then I was told like oh, uh, you know, after like I'm, I don't you know I don't know if I want to go. It's a bit you know. And then the next thing, it's like, you know, I'm front and center telling stories, loving it. And it's just like it's just how I am. I just you know you just I'll get into the swing of it. It's not the people, I want the people aspect of the office, but I want the flexibility that I've got now not having to commute all the time. Yours is a big commute. And, and genuinely, yeah. my day just being, um, just take, I mean, that's two hours a day just wasted sitting in a car. Yeah, true. And from a productivity perspective, I'm just far more productive. Mm. And so, and also, you know, I want to come home and eat my dinner at a decent time and I want to sit at the table and eat my dinner and not just slam it in front of my on my knee watching Netflix because I got home at half past seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't want to go back yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. But to see people and have meetings face to face, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And just having that, you know the banter that you just have that just ad hoc happens in an office? Yes. That, I miss that. Because you can't have that sat on your own. No. Or you ring somebody to tell them something funny and then they don't pick up and then you, then you, they call you back and go, you rang, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> and so it's gone. <laughs> so that, but I do think... And I have actually been tasked with it to look into it. I do think as a... Um, and not just work. I just think... Well, work culture, but also just as a society, we've got to um, really take the positives of what's come out of this mm-hmm. and not go back to that. Because mm. I've, had, I've had lots of... Given my role, I've talked to a lot of people. Loads of parents who've never spent this time with their kids before because they, you know, shove them off childcare, then they pick them up late, then they get, and now they've just had this like time mm-hmm. and they don't want to go back to that. Mm. Or some people who've never dropped their kids off at school because they are the ones that leave the house mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, why have I missed that for a few years? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, that's lovely. Then you've got people who are like, I've actually never exercised as much because I have this time. Yeah. Same. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. well, why would we, like, you know, genuinely, why would we go back to that sitting in a car for like hours on end mm. when we've proven mm. that you can be as productive mm-hmm. from home than from not? And like I saw this quote and I want to read this quote and I saw it and I actually sent it to a couple of colleagues who we were talking about obviously the mental health aspect of isolation, which you obviously can't underestimate either. Correct. But Basically, it said, yes, lockdown poses its own mental health challenges, but can we please stop pretending our former world of long working hours, stressful commutes, hectic crowds, shopping centres, infinite choice, mass consumerism, air pollution and 24-7 everything was a mental health utopia. 
wow, that's a really good one. And I'm like, yeah, bang on. Send that to me. Right. So and it's just like, you're right. So what we got to do, there are so, so many things that we miss, like what you said, like just want to go f- for a pint with a mate and have a chat, mm. that connection. Mm. Just going to go and get in a hot bowl of soup, mm. like that stuff. Okay, well, let's take those things because mm-hmm. they're amazing mm-hmm. and not lose them. But let's take the other things that we've all realised that having time to yourself is actually really good for you. Mm-hmm. Spending time with the people that you care about is possibly one of the most fundamentally important things that you should do. Mm-hmm. Sitting in a car, getting angry because some moron Cut you cuts you up in the Sydney Harbour Bridge mm-hmm. and you start your day with like, fucking beep beep. Mm-hmm. It's not, meh. Mm. Pretty certain that's not good for me. That's true. Good point. So, um, Australia's tracking well at the moment. We're doing all right, considering we've started to remove some yeah. of the, the restrictions. New Zealand, no cases. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, I know. And they're moving to a four-day working week so that they can get the economy going on the other three days. Fantastic. Got a bit of a girl fan thing going for just our down. I think we all do. I mean, it just shows. It just... Oh, I don't even... She is amazing. Right, before we go down to politics I know, because I was about to lose my shit And that's just not helpful for anyone So I will stress, and this is It's going to be interesting in this episode, let me tell you that All views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own And while we poke fun at some bands and artists We appreciate the talent and sacrifice to create these albums Just, if everyone can just remember that, right? Just remember that Just, you know, music subjective uh, Whoa. So let's talk about So, uh, last episode was Moonlight Parade Yes. Right? Lovely. It was really nice, wasn't it? And I'll tell you what, right? I sent you an email earlier in the week. Didn't respond to it. That's fine. Oh, and I said, I said the rati- ratings, uh, downloads for Moonlight Parade is actually been pretty good. Well, they're not been pretty good. They're actually on par with any other episode we've done. And I was expecting, you know, a little bit because it's not the usual format. It's an interview. Maybe people don't know the band as well. No, on par, which shows that people really... Uh, you know, are you interested to hear about this band and our new new format? What was your thoughts? Um, first of all, it was actually really good. It was different. It was good fun to do. You nailed um, it as well. Lots of uh, open questions as well. It, Listening back, I was like, ah, when did I? Was I on that episode? Um, I do that for a living. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. Well, people just dig themselves into a hole and I just sit like that. Well, keep going, buddy. Keep going. <laughs> That's not even why you're here. <laughs> I've had that happen. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy it, but I love interviewing. Yeah. And I like chatting. So... How do you feel about doing more? I'd love it. Yeah? And do you know what else? It's not even just about that. It's a showcase for bands. Like, we do Song of the Week, which is amazing, but it's kind of like the next level, isn't it? And then you get to hear the band, so then you have that kind of connection. It makes you go and want to listen to more. Yeah, it's a really good avenue to get new bands Agreed. out, and we get to chat to them. Uh, I'm all for doing more, I and think they get to chat to us. We'd love to get some some feedback. Um, so yeah, I'd like to I'd like to do some more, uh, showcase some new bands, and Moonlight Parade. It's really unusual because it felt like we'd been mates for ages. I know. It was just straight off the bat, you know, just talking about random stuff and it was it was good. It was a really good chat. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, all right. great tracks as well. The music's great, right? So uh, that was really nice. Um, you ready for the, the challenge? Poor, yeah. Poor Carl's been waiting a while for this. Well, he's better just... Settle down? 
settle down and here you go mate and you might I don't know if you'll regret this or not I'm not sure uh, so Carl Simpson uh, emailed us a hidden gems challenge and re- first of all thank you for actually giving us the links in the email for us to go that was I, nice I, I just, yeah that, that helped us and then second of all simple yes or no do we want to hear more from the band you ready yep little man t- no <laughs> next is that it? I found it really annoying. Okay. Katie answer. No, not a fan of the vocals, not a great singer, and the song itself is mediocre. Might be good only if you're pissed. Yeah, and, and but, but paralytic. Okay. It's just annoying. So, you ready? Number two. Yeah. One, okay. The Rifles, Robin Hood. Yes. No. Oh. Nah. Interesting. Bit too punky for me. Found it quite catchy. Upbeat, uplifting. Okay. All right. Hmm. Larrikin Love, Happy as Annie. No. No. Awful. Terrible. What's he even going on about? <laughs> I'll put no, I didn't like this at all. This is my least favourite. Uh, the Crimea or Crimea? Lottery winners on acid. Yes. Enjoyed that. Uh, so he's put, I love this band and really think Kev would enjoy the other albums. Lead singer is the older brother of Radio 1 DJ Annie Mack. Love Annie Mack. Love Annie Mac. Uh, yes, didn't blow me away on the first listen, but yes, I would listen to it again, and I did. Uh, Reverend and the Makers, the state of things. Look, I already knew these guys, and I really like them, so big yes, and this is a great song. Yes. Big yes. Agreed with that as well. Pull Tiger Tail with Lockie. Yeah, I put yes. Yes, brilliant yes. song. I ran straight to the album to listen to the album. Well done. I like that. The Twang, Wide Awake. I put yes. And then no. <laughs> and then yes. And then I actually did go and listen to others to cement my opinion, which is yes. Okay, so yeah, I put yes, and I'm also heading to listen to their albums. Right, Morning Runner, Burning Benches. You've seen them live. Now, go on, talk to me about this. So they support a Coldplay when we saw them in Glasgow. Right. Um, and everybody thought they were going to be massive. Why weren't and they? And then they weren't. I really like them, and I think this is great. And this Burning Benches song, it was the one at Teen, the part of the live one. But if you go and listen to the acoustic version, it's amazing. These are a good, a good band. I read a couple of things, basically, like they were going to be the next Coldplay and the whole thing, and then... Nothing. No. Only one album, right? Um, but so, yeah. So yeah, I've gone, yes, absolutely great song. Teen, the park, video, Carl, smart move. Because it, so, it was quite old, and I was like... What year is this? Was I there for that year? 2005, that wasn't a year I was there. No. That was smart. Uh, nine, Milburn, Roll Out the Barrel. No, poor, man, poor man's Arctic Monkeys. No, didn't No, didn't really dig his vocals. Uh, no, and it's, it's just it's, acoustic, so I didn't really get poor it. Poor man's Arctic Monkeys. Uh, Maximal Park, Our Velocity. Look, I've got a big fan of them, so I was a yes, and I know them. So you uh, didn't have to t- turn me to those. I went yes, then no, then yes, then no. Uh, then yes. But I hate that video. That video is horrendous. Yeah. I just, I just really. Well, just... a lot of them were. So, out of what, how, how many would you say oh. that you were? At? So I was half. I was exactly half. That's on a good it. point. So. so I've gone. Uh, the Crimea, Rev and the Makers, Pool Tiger Tail, which was my favourite, The Twang, Morning Runner, which was my second favourite, and Maximal Park, fifty percent strike rate. But the two bands that I really liked only, only released one album. <laughs> It's always I am fifty percent. So no, yes, no, yes, 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 yes. More yeses. Yes, no. I'm actually more yeses. Okay, good. Well, but the no's are hard no's. 
like hard nose. <laughs> like, fuck. and when it started, I was. Oh, it was rough. Last and I was like, Jesus Christ, here we go again. <laughs> um, so I think the only one difference is that I said yes to the rifles. Yes. And you said no. Yep. Uh, thank we you, Carl. Pretty much online there, weren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thank you, Carl. Love very different, different. Like uh, that. Well done. Like that. Good challenge. Uh, you ready for song of the week? Yes. Okay. The song of the week is by Valve. It's a song called Dysphoria. All born in the same hospital in Stockport between 2000 and 2002. <sighs> Valve formed in 2018 when school friends Noah Hemingway, George Edwards and Alex Tollerfield decided to form what would become Valve. Recording Siobhan Siobhan, Lally and Alfie Carr, the band rounded out their sound and released a debut single, Lilac Eyes, in May 2018. Supporting bands such as Courtenayers, The Blossoms and King No One, they have been described as one of the band's best new bands of 2020 by Natalie Eve, on BBC Introducing and have been described as catchy, indeed, Britpop. What did you think of this song? I loved it. I Great 100% vocal, agree. Reminiscent of the London Grammar vocalist, like mm-hmm. the vocals. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear more from them. This is a really, really great track. Great song, uh, great vocals. I listened to it today and I was like, normally what I do is I play the album that we're about to discuss on the way over here. And I went... I'm going to listen to, to Valve again. And I put it on and I went, oh, right, quickly run over to Spotify to find out if they've got an album. And I'll listen to the album before I got here. And sadly, they've only got the three uh, releases, not an album yet. But I can't wait to hear more Same. from them. This is a great song. So this is Valve with Dysphoria. <laughs> i 
by Valve yeah awesome awesome band I can't wait to hear more from me too um, great vocals let's say it sorry that's what she says she says sorry okay okay Shall we? We haven't discussed this at all. No, we haven't. You don't even know if I want to play any songs. No. <laughs> we've, been, we've been radio silence pretty much. This has been a real... Like, I just don't want to, like, people to feel sorry for me, but like this week, like, I'm telling you, I'm pumping out 12-hour days. And I do realise when I'm sat on my own and doing it, but I do have a job and I should be grateful. But it's hard, because it's just like... This week flew by, like... And I'm taking, I had yesterday off because we're taking annual leave. So it's like I'm trying to fit five days into four. Right. And it's insane. Um, What's this got to do with the music? What was that to do with the music? Oh, the radio silence, I think, yeah. <laughs> was that? Because I kept wanting to, I oh, kept, kept drafting an email to, right. and I would go, fuck, get back to that. And I didn't. Got it. Yeah. All right, now I'm with you. But I'm kind of glad I didn't because now I actually. You've got no idea where this no, is going to go. No good. idea. No. Okay, so it was Callum BT. People like us. Yeah. And we have Baxter Jury with the Night Chancers. So we'll kick off with um, Callum. So Callum, BT, People Like Us, he is a singer-songwriter from Edinburgh in Scotland. So I thought I might have a soft spot for him, but Mm. we'll find out if I do. Um, This is his first album. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> no, but... Just get to the reviews. Yeah, the reviews. Funnily, funny reviews. Not a lot of them, but... Oh. So first review, gig-wise, 9 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Singer-songwriter Callum Beatty's long-awaited debut album. Is it long-awaited? Anyway. Um, People <sighs> Like Us is an insightful and diverse collection of songs. Which leads listeners through a journey of ups and downs, wrapped in the warmth of Beatty's warm vocal Opening with the joyful ener- energy of Mouth of a Tiger, the singer's rich vocals only get stronger with each passing track on the 15-track production. Debut single, We Are Stars, combines a simple instrumental as the focus zeroes into Beatty's expansive, bold voice, which cuts sharply through the hazy, dreamlike quality of the song. While his voice and ability to pen poignant lyrics remains consistent, Beatty manages to diversify his musicality, particularly on the guitar-led bonfires and slow-burn offering Nothing Hurts 
like you. Easter Road is a deceptively simple slice of perfection which opens with a pure piano instrumental before layers upon layers of complexity are added on with the hero still remaining BT's soaring delivery. Broken heartfelt hums. Um... Well, hazy yet lucid and expansive yet intimate People Like Us is a debut album made of dreams. It is Callum Beatty's childhood and life experiences spun expertly into stories for the soul with a nimble touch of musicality. Now, I, his, maybe his mum wrote this. Oh. Um, <laughs> because, like, that's hectic. Because I don't know, anyway... Just of any band to write a review like that. Anyway, the upcoming gave it three out of five. If there's one thing Edinburgh Ray's singer-songwriter Callum Beatty is, it's honest. His debut people, People Like Us, is certainly a testament to that. Exploring everything from his childhood to lost love and his complex relationship with his father, the 15-track venture is a deeply personal insight into the the, the magician, the musician's journey thus far. While this debut isn't exactly breaking new ground, it's certainly a solid effort for a first try. There's surely no doubt there'll be many who look forward to seeing what BT does with his next offering. Okay. Um, Kevin, basically, it's just bland. So, it's okay. Like, the guy can sing and he can mm-hmm. write good songs and mm-hmm. it will, I reckon this will just f- fly off the shelves. Agreed. Right? The people are going to lap this up and it's going to be like, oh, look, he's got kind of cute little face and he's singing about his wee life and, oh, they're going to buy it in spades. <laughs> his wee face. And so, and that's great because, you know, <laughs> um, He's so sensitive, and um, like you know, you know, I get uh, it, look, I get it, I get to it. be honest with you, he can sing. There are not, like, there's no songs in the album that are offensive. They're just, they're just poppy. They're a lot like I, I do have a wee soft spot for the fact that he is obviously Scottish. I actually don't think, and I know I should be comparing them in terms of musical depth, but he doesn't really have that musical depth of Lewis Capaldi. Now that isn't that deep. We're talking shallow end, but um. <laughs> But I do think Lewis Capaldi, I don't know, was a... Yeah, yeah he's just I get, not I get quite... There. I think at. he can potentially get there. Okay. Um, I really do like this song, Easter Road, genuinely because I can picture myself walking down Easter Road because I used to lots of yep. times. Yep. And I kind of get it. So if you do want to play a song, I would play that one. Um, but I'm not bothered either way. Um... <laughs> It's. I don't want to be mean because it's not. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah, and it's, it's not, just not. I don't really think it's for us. It's not. He's not. We're not his demographic. No. But look, great first try to what the, that review said. You know, he does obviously write lyrics that are personal to him. So fair play for that. Um, great singer. Some of them are kind of catchy. Some of them really do drag on. They're a little bit cheesy. Um, I'd give it five and a half. <laughs> right okay <clears throat> what so i literally I, we haven't spoke no there are some good songs in this album right i the mouth of the tiger the intro is, is a good intro it's a little bit cheesy <laughs> and then i'm just counting the amount of times i've wrote cheesy in yeah. my and like i think you've nailed it i think it's there's some nice tracks it's a bit bland it's got a target demographic that probably isn't us 
Um, there are some nice songs like We Are Stars is good. Bonfires is, is actually really good. Easter Road is good. Um, Salamander Street. I'm sure I've heard that before somewhere, but it's it's good. You know, it's a long, oh, it's 15 songs. Now, no need for that. 15 songs is way too long. A little bit safe, a little bit poppy, cheesy, but nice in parts. Not one to rush, to, I've put, not one to rush back to. It's not offensive. I'm okay with it. 15 songs is just too long. Could have been a 6, but instead you get a 5.5. Same! Who knew? It's not bad. But I, don't, I don't want to play it. But it's, it's, it's not... It's okay. It's alright. Okay, we won't play it, but if you're desperate and you want to go and listen to it, go and listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into... So Baxter Jury and the Knight Chancellor. So he is the son of Ian Jury. Yes. Um, hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me, hit me, hit that, yeah. Um, he is, um, this is a sixth album. Mm. Why? why? <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. Hmm. Um, so, you can read quite a little bit about him. Did you watch any of the videos for these songs? No! Oh, okay, we'll do that in a minute. Um, so I'll just jump straight into the reviews then so we can get stuck in. So The Guardian, four out of five, shunning big hooks and choruses, the indie raconteur turns his hand to immaculate character studies of life's losers. I mean, I think that sums up. That's pretty clever. Um, it's a pleasure hinted that Baxter Jury might have found a style that would enable him to really express his voice. That style, Jury offering... Spoken vignettes about lives that are, in one way or another, desperate over a backing that was lush without being intrusive. Where, where its predecessor was concerned with Judy's collapsing relationship, the Night Chancellor, as its title suggests, is more character-driven. He's just a slobby spiv with an open shirt, scales breath, high-level bonzer, covering up what you campaigned against. He intones on saliva hog. Or there's the man in Carla's got a boyfriend who got horrible trousers, a small car, but designer hair, sloppy facial looks. Yeah. It's dependent on Judy's narration and peculiarly downbeat charisma. The music is designed to serve the voice. You're not coming to the night chancers for big hooks and sing-along choruses. Judy carries it off. His phrase-making and delivery is immaculate. He plays with accents, albeit within a limited palette. And you listen to the night chancers, believing it to be a real world. Enemy, four out of five. The Night Chancers is groovy, misanthrope chips in on the endless scroll of modern life. With a voice that embodies moderately priced red wine and late nights, Jury is one of the most distinctive figures in contemporary British oddball pop. I'm not your fucking friend, growls Baxter Jury by way of introduction to his extremely moody yet highly groovy sixth album. Well, it's nice to see you again too, Baxter, with a voice that's become one of the most distinctive and contemporary British oddball pop, thanks to its immediate summoning of moderately priced red wine and late nights, not to mention Baxter's ongoing refusal to actually sing. He coolly leans into the main sense of I'm not your dog like a mucky panther. On the night, Chancellor's 48-year-old Baxter sees a darkness. Life is bleak. People are lame. You can't rely on anyone, not even yourself. Stranded after a one-night stand on the title track, he finds himself kicking around a lavish hotel room with only his intrusive thoughts for company. His estuary chirrups sounding more like, more than ever like Mick Jagger doing spoken word poetry. Cheeriness is here too, though, as is actual proper singing, if, 
even if only in small doses. The dreamily soft daylight sees Baxter mooning over a special someone as he quietly crooned, You are so lovely standing in the driveway with your eyes flickering in the wind, with the able assistance of his choir of backing vocalists, but a happy ending evades him. You went missing into the night time and I knew that it was forever. Better luck next time, Baxter. Kevin. Can I go? I'd really love to get your thoughts on this. All right, okay, so I'm going to do something different, right? Whoa. Different. So what I want to do is I'm going to play the very first track on this album before I talk about it. Because I want people to go through what I did, right? So I'm going to play I'm Not Your Dog, which is what we just talked about. So this is I'm Not Your Dog by Baxter Jury, and I'll see you on the other side. Sum up this album. Three words. You ready? Yep. Confusion. Fascination. Obsession. Right? What you are. Yeah. Let me explain what happened to you. That 
confused the hell out of me. It confused the hell out of me. And I, I guarantee there's people listening to this going, what was that? Uh, so, <laughs> so, I, so I'm like, I'm listening to this and I'm going, honestly, what the fuck is Les giving me to listen to? It's probably what went through my head, right? I wish people could see you right now. <laughs> then, then I'm like, something in my brain goes, what's the next track like? Like, do you know, like, what is the next track like? Okay, all right, you get Slumlord. Okay, what's the next one? Watch the video to what's, Slumlord. Okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? Get to the end of the album, I go, back again, right? Back again, back again, back again. I have played this album every day, at least once, right? Since you've given me this challenge. Right? Wow. That's what I mean. Confusion, fascination, obsession, right? Today, I usually listen to the album that we're about to talk about, right? On the way here. I didn't do that. Didn't do that. Listen to Baxter, right? I, I, so, I think you love Baxter. I'm so, like, it kind of hypnotised me. I've listened to it a lot. I don't, I definitely don't like the Sleaford mods, right? And the streets for me are amazing in parts and then missing on others, right? So this, this to me is kind of that. When you described it, it's kind of that. Musically, it's stronger. It sounds great. The strings are amazing. The spoken word, yes, the guy can't sing. That's, that's blatantly obvious. But... The lyrics and that deep raspy voice just work. And some of his lyrics, poems, whatever it is, just match it, right? Now, the female vocals are excellent as well. The only thing I will say about this album is, and I think Enemy touched on it, is it goes a little bit back to the well too much, right? Every song has a very similar beat structure. It has the same female vocals. It has the same gorgeous strings. And so it's 10 tracks and you get through it, but at the end you're sort of like, oh, I've sort of, I feel like I know where this is going, but there's always something different in each song. I r- really like this album. I can't explain why. This is amazing. I am obsessed with this guy. I even went back and I've listened to his back catalogue, which I'd never do. His last album was BED. I'm not sure if you listened to that, um, which is co-produced with Eddie and DeCracy, the f- producer and yeah. DJ. It's great as well, but it doesn't have the strings. It's more of a clubby feel to it. It's eight tracks. You're in and you're out. And so I don't... Like, just everything about this album blew me away. Like, the last track, the very last, like, minute of the last track is, Baxter loves you. I'm like, oh, what is this weirdness? I love it. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Did not see this coming. Do you know what? Last week I said that there was the two albums that I wanted to do last week. The releases got moved, and I couldn't do them. So then I was actually scrambling because I was like, "Oh," and then, <laughs> and then I found Callum and Baxter. Mm-hmm. Um, a Baxter, I was all he was always going to maybe come in if I had time, um, but Callum wasn't blessing. But anyway, um, and I did it kind of like. Cruelly laughing up my sleeve, going, he's going to hate it. This is amazing. He's going to go, Callum's average, and we know that. You're not going to be offended by it. You're going to go, just get through this. 
Baxter's going to really piss you off. You thought I was going to come in and slag this guy off. 100%. And to be honest... And I was ready to give it all the praise that you just have, so I'm not going to do the same, because I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 as yeah! well. Because I, I loved it. Um, <laughs> but I thought, that's probably not that unusual for me sometimes to like things like this. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it, I thought, because of the way that he speaks, the things he says, the subject matter... I thought you're just going to go, oh, I don't like it, and I thought it was offensive, and I thought it was this. No. And you're going to go on your high horse, and I was like, can't wait. And then I'm just going to sit here and go, well, I really like it, and I'm going to make you listen to more. Slumlord. Like, Watch the, the video. I'm the Milky Bar Kid. Like, just soil trousers. And you're just like, what? So I need to watch it, but yeah. I then... Um, Obsessed with it. So doing the research for the homework, <laughs> I, mean, I was Googling... And then it came up with a video. <laughs> it starts off. Um, basically, it's he's got his back to the camera, but he's taking a piss right. in this filthy place. Right. And then he kind of turns around, doesn't wash his hands, lights a cigarette, and he's a mess. And oh. I was like, <laughs> excuse me, COVID. <laughs> um, but the video's really clever as well. Okay, I'll watch so it. Have a I, look can't, look. I mean, I'm. Who knew? I honestly, I can't. I mean, there's not a bad... T- I mean, the songs like um, The Girlfriend one... Like, even then, I still really like that. I'm just... I just... I don't know. I just... So I went to the golf driving range. Oh, and yeah, I had yeah. it on my headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was listening to yeah. this because it's a good time to do the, the old homework. And I was actually laughing out loud. And yeah, I smile like, on the way here. At? What's she laughing at? Laughing at my own golf swing, probably. But, <laughs> um... You need to listen to his previous album. It's pretty good. It's pretty good as well. Well, uh, I didn't see that coming, everybody. No, I just... It's... it's. I would... Everyone needs to listen... Well, everyone just heard the title track. And it's either going to go, what the hell was that? I need to hear more because it's so unusual. Or it's like that. It's utter garbage. And I'll never hear that again. But it's just... It just went the opposite way for So me. talking about utter garbage, do you want this week's homework? <laughs> go on, set me up. So we've got... The 1975, Kev's favourites, oh with God. their new album, and I've read reviews about this album already, and I was, oh, anyway. 11 out of 10s. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, but then there are other people who are like, anyway, I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Anyway, the album is Notes on a Conditional Form. Okay, can't wait for And that. a person who we do not think is rubbish, um, Tim Burgess, with Ooh. his new album, I Love the New Sky. So um, pumped, pumped. Seen a lot of chat about this, so I am pumped. So for both of them, so imagine I come in in like 1975 and not Tim. Oh, after today, anything's possible. <laughs> to be quite honest, <laughs> I thought I knew you. I thought I knew you. See, this I is... had honestly smug this morning, going like that. He's gonna come in here. Oh, and he's disgusting, and the things he says, and he speaks. There's no because you hated Sleaford Mode. Yeah, I hated. And I was just like, he's gonna hate it. And he's going to go, what you give me that for? Maybe I need to go back to Sleafords and give them a second chance, a dust off. Because that, I remember, wasn't oh. one of the songs Kebab Spider? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to give it another shot. Um, shall we get into this week's album? We're probably all surprise you again. So this week's album, Franz Ferdinand. Your debut album. Released on the 9th of Feb 2004. What followed it? You could have had, you could have so much better. Number one, 2005 in October. Label was Domino. Uh, recorded in Sweden. Well, 
Scots not know that. The Scottish blocks uh, got across to Sweden. Uh, the producer was Franz Ferdinand Tore Johansson, which is a Swedish producer, mainly worked with the Cardigans, but also New Order, Sint Etienne and Swed. Uh, tracks, uh, 11 tracks, 38 minutes, got to number three. You would expect oh. it to get to number one. Yes. How long do you think it was in the charts for? <gasps> 42 weeks. 82. Oof, got the two right. 2004 charts, Les. Are you ready? Let's go uh, albums first. Go. Uh, uh, there we go. Black Eyed Peas with Ella Funk. They are actually the worst band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they are really shit. They are beyond shit. Like that, I, the, the copy that I did, I had the time of my life. That was That was pants. probably one of the worst songs. And what is, the, what is the really shit one? Why is it escaping me? I mean, they're all shit, but what's the really bad one? I, th- I think we've lost track of it. The one that's... Um... It's not the Lady Lumps one. That's no, that's just on her own. Okay. Anyway, awful. Uh, Tears for Fears, The Greatest Hits. Oft. Life for Rent, Dido. Oft. Emma with Free Me. Do you know anything about... Emma. Emma. Like Emma Bunton? I'm going to say, yes, Emma Bunton. Solo album. Oh. Joss Stone. The Soul Sessions. No, I love Joss Stone. <laughs> What's she sing? Songs. What kind of song? Um, what, what was wrong with my brain today? She's kind of like the one that everybody knows. Why can't I sing it? And I know the, both of the albums. You bought me the DVD. I did. Uh, number five, Final Straw by Snow Patrol. How many millions and millions and millions did that sell? I know. Uh, surprisingly, no one asked us to talk about that. Are we talking about Snow Patrol? No. Right. No one wanted them. Good news. Not one. Uh, to be, I had that album. I mean, who didn't have that yeah, album? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Best of Leanne Rhymes. Pooh, can't fight the moonlight, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, three, Franz Ferdinand. Two, Katie Malua with Call Off the Search. Oh, yeah, people liked her. Who's that? She's like one of those kind of... Pop stars? Nora Jonesy type. Oh, yeah. okay. Nora Jones at number one, Feels Like Home. Ah, okay. Uh... Singles. Come away with me in the, in the I think you tried to get me into Nora. Yeah, I don't quite like that album. Uh, so confused by two play. It takes, it takes scoop by Fat Man Scoop. That's awful. And Stephen the whole thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All this time by Michelle. Somebody to love by the Boogie Pimps. I had that. The Boogie Pimps. What does that go like? Oh. I used to because I used to play like really cheesy house. That's all. Was used to. Me. Don't start. Uh, hey ya yeah by Outcast. Love that. Hey ya. Yeah. Uh, movie star by the Phonics. Milkshake by Kellis. What a song that is. <laughs> it is. Like milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. The only one is the Express Two remix, which is good. Take me to the clouds above by LMC. Versus Take me Jason. to the clouds above. You'd have DJ'd that for sure. Okay. Uh, she Believes in Me by Ronan Keaton. Is he still here in Australia? Is he pissed hideous. off on Yes, Bloody hideous. With a little help from my friends by Sam and Mark. Who is Sam and Mark? Don't know who and they why are. Why are you copying a song that's been done a hundred times and you're going to murder it? Awful. That was terrible. It was. Uh, so, Franz Ferdinand, picked by three listeners uh, who have written quite uh, the story behind the and album. And it would have been picked by me had they not picked it. Oh, really? Just as an FYI. Okay, so that's... Okay, alright, it's good. Uh, so it's picked by Tim, uh, Chris at the Soundtrack Podcast and Wayne Field. Tim, 
Our old mate Tim. There are zealots out there who will insist that Britpop ended on the 30th of March 1998 when Pulp released This Is Hardcore. If that's the case, and who cares, then no one told all the bands that comprised the era. Fast forward to Reading, August 2005, and Ash, Supergrass, Placebo, and the Super Furry Animals can all be found adorning the town's festival lineup. 2005. Also on their also on their squeezing snugly between the roots and the libertines are Franz Ferdinand. I was there, a safe distance from the legendary fearsome Reading mosh pit, and cannot a re- remember a time a relatively unknown band to me at least left such an impression on the crowd. There was shirt ripping, high kicks, dancing on drum kits, all played to three minute blasts of punchy pop perfection. Take me out was their big break. Th- through hit and proved to be a crowd favourite but their debut album is packed with excellent tunes Darts of Pleasure, Jacqueline, Michael they all brim with so much energy that it sounds as if the band are racing each other to the end. They even pull off that rarest of tricks ending a debut on a high with Come On Home and 40 uh, being two of the album's highlights up against some fear competition. Uh, the follow-up albums all had their moments and some real crackles can be found among them such as Evil Eye, Know You Girls, uh, Walk Away, The Fallen, I'm Your Villain but they've never topped their debut. They remain my favourite band of the post-Britpop era whenever it officially ended. Go and see them if you have the chance. Well written, Tim. And obviously... Uh, you've read... he's an author. Yeah, he's an author. Loving the time of Britpop. Uh, I tell you what, why don't you read... Uh, the next couple. Wayne's, uh, everyone wrote really nice words so about Wayne, when this album first came out in the heady days of early 2004, it blew me away with its boldness, brilliance and fresh, inventive lyrics. It infused me with fresh hope that 2004 would yield a new era of amazing guitar bands, the start of a new Britpop. Sadly, that didn't happen. Shakes fist at Keen. <laughs> but it doesn't diminish the brilliance of this debut in my mind. The fresh, raw sounds of this album accompanied me on many journeys from tinny headphones commuting on the tube, sweaty nights jumping on sticky nightclub floors, through to driving around the Yorkshire Dales looking for a new place to live. Even today, the slow opening refrain of Take Me Out instantly takes me back 16 years as it slowly works up to its glorious opening burst. Each song is a gem, overflowing with witty lyrics, sometimes bordering on the ridiculous. When Ivor appeared above a spectacle, forgot he had wrecked a girl, from Jacqueline, and Michael, you're dancing like a beautiful dance whore from the track, Michael. I can't wait to hear each track again with your commentary. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, sorry. Keep going, keep going. You're doing a good job. Yeah, I know. My laptop doesn't have the touch screen. Oh, God. I don't even know how to work, this old-fashioned. Um, so, Chris, at the Soundtrack Podcast, the class of 2004, indie dance, post-punk revivalist bands in general... And Franz Ferdinand in particularly, in particular brought a much-needed burst of energy and vitality to an indie scene that was beginning to sag under the weight of its own Keens and Coldplays and Interpols. All of those bands have an important job to do, but occasionally you want to get out and smash a dance floor. And Franz Ferdinand's debut is an important reminder for me that life is meant to be lived, a joy is meant to be found, and music is meant to be moved to. And I love it for that. Isn't that good? That's banging. Three You're great, three amazing. Can, can and I you can... keep going? Keep reading. Like, so next is like, we start getting into all about the band. Keep going. So, um... Who are they? Kevin. Do you know who Franz Ferdinand is? A Scottish band. That's all I know. No, the person. Oh, Franz Ferdinand. Yes. Yes. I've wrote it down there. Oh, you go. Oh, you want me to read out? 
I, I didn't know if you would know or not. I was just going to blind you with my... Yeah, I was going to blind you. Did you know before your research? And, uh, no, I did yeah, not. I did. All right, so who are Franz Ferdinand? Did you not go to school? Well, I saw you there sometimes. <laughs> you copied my homework. To so. be fair, you did school a lot better than I did. <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't know why I said that. That's a shame. <laughs> Uh, so Scottish band from Glasgow formed in 2001 the be- members of the band are vocalist guitarist Alex Capranos guitarist vocalist Nick McCarthy and drummer Paul Thompson and bassist Bob Hardy they were all in bands before they actually met Thompson was the drummer for art rock combo Yummy Fur what's your thoughts on the name Yummy Fur Pfft. rough isn't it gives me a bit of the bulk <laughs> <laughs> what's the bulk yeah <laughs> The bulk. Right. Yeah, that's such a Scottish word. The bulk. Give me the gives me the bulk. You've got more Scottish since the last time I yeah. seen you. How's that possible? Um, Been hanging around with. I've got my Saltar coaster, maybe. Yeah. I don't just, know. I don't know. Um, maybe that's what isolation is doing to you, just becoming more and more. It's rocking back and forward being Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yummy Far bore a slight resemblance to bands like The Fall and Wire. Thompson joined in 1997 and appeared on the band's last three albums. After the album Sexy World was released, Capranos, then going by the name Alex Huntley, joined the band on bass before later switching to guitar before the band's demise. Before his appearance in Yummy Far, uh, Capranos was the member of Scottish was a member of the Scottish bands The Amphetamines. Oh yeah, that's a great name for a band, Quinn. And the Karelia, aka the Blisters, and also contributed to recordings of the band Yusurai Yatsura. Cool. Rolls off the tongue, that. Butchered that. Apparently, though, Caprano's band reached varied amounts of success in Glasgow, he really made his name as a bartender at the 13th Note. Have you been there? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Name me a pub where I've not been. In the old capital. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, name me a pub that I have been and I just blank. Yeah, well. I spent a lot of time in Edinburgh, though. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, years, in fact, years. Okay. My, and my, my drinking years, let's be honest. What else was there to do? Not study or anything, right? Yeah, maybe the odd shift in Tesco. <laughs> uh, following the breakup of Yummy Far, the only future member of Franz Ferdinand to pursue any kind of musical success was Thompson, who formed the electro-punk band Proforma, singing and playing drums in 2000. But Thompson's time in that band was fleeting. They released one album with Thompson in the band when his old friend Capranos contacted him about a new project intended to make songs girls can dance to. Thoughts on that? Just girls? Only girls. Interesting. It's a good plan. Well, a bit creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fair, fair. According to the band's official biography, Capranos first met McCarthy at a mutual friend's house. McCarthy, somewhat of a renowned thief from Munich, was spotted stealing some of Capranos' vodka, resulting in near fisticuffs. Before a fight could truly break out, Capranos asked McCarthy, an accomplished pianist and double bass player in school, if he played the drums. McCarthy lied and said yes. Hardy was convinced by Capranos to take up the bass, even though his interests lied more in the realms of art. Hardy told People magazine, I was in art school and Alex and I worked as chefs together. I'd never played an instrument. After drafting Thompson to play guitar, after the drummer sold his kit due to the rising popularity of drum machines in Scottish bands, the lineup for the band was complete. <sighs> drum machines. What's your thoughts on drum machines? Um, 
I've really never given it any thought. Okay. Fine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I ask the tough questions. You give the strong views. I mean, I don't. I mean... I mean, probably handier to have around in a drum kit. Less space, in it. Yeah. I'd say so. So probably for, um, you know, for that reason alone, it might be worth it. You can just put it under your arm, innit? Same kind of noise. Uh, after initial practice at McCarthy's house, he and Thompson decided to switch instruments as Thompson was a much more proficient drummer. So it was in 2001 that Franz Ferdinand, named after the former Archduke of Austria, well done. Getting there. Formed with a solidified instrumental lineup. Soon uh, the band was contacted by students at the Glasgow School of Art to play their first gig in a house to about 80 people. All right, so who is the Archduke of Austria? So was he was the heir, the heir, here, heir, 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 presumptive to the throne of Austria Hungary. His wife and his his own assassination in Sarajevo is considered the most immediate cause of World War One. Mm-hmm. So why did Franz Ferdinand call themselves after them? Fell off. It's not really a best subject, is it? So there was a race ho- racehorse called uh, Archduke. Uh, they, so there was a racehorse named after Archduke Franz Ferdinand whose winning race was witnessed by the band And after a discussion about the name they decided they liked the alliteration as well as the meaning So it was a horse yeah. Then they found out what the actual uh, name meant um, So after an initial show the band decided to keep pursuing unconventional pieces to play Eventually moving into an old jailhouse they dubbed the Chateau To practice host parties, play gigs and even live well, that's the same thing. Caprano sold it, told Interview Magazine in 2004, we just wanted a place where we could play, put on art shows and screen films, and we knew there were places that were abandoned and free. That's pretty cool. Uh, eventually, the police caught on to the activities going down to the chateau, and the band had to look elsewhere for places to play. Caprano said, the arrangement we had with the owner was that as long as we didn't draw too much attention to ourselves, we were okay. We did exactly what we were told not to do. So after this, he started actually playing in pubs like Flora Studios and Stereo, the first official pub that the band performed at. Luckily, the band happened upon another abandoned building, this time an old courthouse, and decided to recreate the Chateau experience, hosting parties, gigs, art exhibitions, uh, and the like for anyone who was daring enough to participate. The police, however, shut them down again. It was then that the band decided to venture outside of Glasgow's confines and started gigging in London, where they met Lawrence Bell, who then headed up Domino Records and the label who had previously released Elliot Smith Clinic in Sebado in the United Kingdom. After a few years of gigging around Scotland and England, Franz Ferdinand signed with Domino in 2003. In September of that year, the band released their first single called Darts of Pleasure, which got to number 44. Then, Take Me Out came out. Boom. Really, that's it. Number three, Take Me Out got to, and that's pretty much everything changed. Um, the album came out after it got to number three as well. Enemy said, "This is an album uh, as much about preening and posing as passion. That'll have you pouring over the lyrics for an age." The fear that they couldn't match the first two singles has proved unfounded. They've done it with style, wit, and great posture. Franz Ferdinand are actually one of the rare bands that did well in the states. Um, apparently, there's a whole bidding war for them, and Epic Records uh, won out. Uh, they got heaps and heaps of play on MTV, which they got an actual award for. Do you know how many awards they won for this album? A lot. Heaps. Yeah. 
you want to talk to me about the Mercury Prize? So, um, <clears throat> they didn't win it. Uh, no, who won it is the question. So, uh, let me tell you. So, they... No, they were. Did they win yeah, it? Yeah, they won it. So, Franz oh. Ferdinand, Franz Ferdinand. Cuckoo Land by Robert Wyatt. Dear Catastrophe Waitress by Belle and Sebastian. Oh, that's right. Final Straw Snow Patrol. Frank, Amy Winehouse. A Grand Don't Come for Free by The Streets. Hopes and Fears by Keen. Kid- Snow Patrol got mm-hmm. nominated for the Mercury Music Prize. Mm-hmm. Kid Cash by Basement Jacks. The Soul Sessions by Joss Stone. Thank You by Jamelia. Upwards by Ty. And Who Killed the Zootons by The Zootons. The Zootons. Did anybody talk about them? No. Cool. <laughs> um... Uh, so worthy winner I think and amongst all of that there's only one other album that I thought could have possibly have won it that you read them out again first two first two uh, Robert Wyatt and Bill and Sebastian Snow Patrol Amy Winehouse The Streets Keen Basement Jacks Joss Stone Jamelia Ty and the Zootons yeah nah they deserve it Um, interesting enough Take Me Out actually got first place in Triple J's Hottest 100 for 2004 that song was just like incredibly I just you can't even imagine it won twice as many it had twice as many votes as number two that's massive what was number two I don't know so they also had the dark of the matinee um, and uh, with this fire find me and follow me through corridors and factories find me in the matinee the dark of the matinee (laughs) (laughs) I'm pumped for the track part can't wait for it. Pumped. Pumped. Uh, so, t- to, to put this in perspective, right? So, Triple J is a sort of indie, what do you call it? Like an ind- indie yeah. radio station. And they don't do it anymore, but they used to do the top uh, 100 uh, on Australia Day. They do it the day after. They do it the day after now because of the controversy around Australia Day now. But now, so it was a big day. People had annual leave because uh, it was a public holiday. And all I remember about the, the Triple J Hottest 100 is that you would have a radio playing in the corner and you would have a barbecue, some beers. It was a big, big thing. A um, little bit different now. But anyway, Franz Ferdinand won an Ivor Novello Award. But they won it for Take Me Out. Yeah, fair. Okay. Two Brit Awards, 2005, Best British Group and British Rock Act. Rock Act? Stretching. Stretching. Uh, so Enemy named Franz Ferdinand the best album of 2004 and placed it 38 in their albums of best uh, placed it 38 on their 100 best albums of all time come on now come on 38 yeah okay Take Me Out was also featured on the video games NHL 2005 did you ever have an NHL game? oh I used to like that just getting into punch ups loved it <laughs> Them. I like I like the hockey games, basket. I like all the sporty games, Madden, hockey, Madden two thousand and five, and the breakthrough Guitar Hero. I actually remember playing that song in Guitar Hero. I used to love. Love guitar. used to love Guitar Hero. Love it. What happened to it? It went kind of yeah. It got into a bit of trouble because I think was it Guitar Hero Live. They, um, it was basically you could choose any. It was I think it was attached to like Spotify or something like that, and you could play any song ever. Um, but then they removed the license and it just crippled the franchise, I think. But I'd love to play it again. Yeah, same. Especially in isolation. Just like... Remember I even bought a mic stand? I think you... Didn't you buy the whole like a band setup? Like The whole thing. There's whole... a mic stand so when people saw they could actually do it properly. Like I took it seriously. Do you not remember? It was yeah. pretty serious. 
Uh, I don't remember you taking it seriously. No, no, no. Piss no. me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed it. Do it properly. I know you're not singing. <laughs> so after this, busload of touring, touring constantly through 2004 alongside the Rapture, the Van Bondies and fellow Scots, Sons and Daughters? Oh, yes. We've never spoken about them. Okay, post that, man, their albums. So you could have it so much better in 2005, which is pretty quick follow up. Went to number one. Tonight uh, went to number two. Second album, Theory. Yep, bang on. Right Thoughts, Right Words, Right Action, 2013, number six. And Always Ascending in 2018 went to number six. Uh, what's your thoughts on the rest of their career, their remaining albums? They've, they never really did it again, did they? They didn't. I remember buying the second album. I'd been a wee bit disappointed. I think the issue being, right, genuinely, is this album kind of is unique, kind of stands alone. I don't know how you follow it, because mm. it's a very unique sound mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't think they followed it very well. And how do you follow an album that's got Take Me Out on it? Uh, yeah. So... Should I come clean now? I want to um, ask you some open questions. Oh! <laughs> no. um, so, people, as you've been listening along, you've probably sensed Kevin's tone with the. Oh wait, I've been really professional. With no, really? With, yeah, with the oh. the sheer, um, like you just genuinely can't believe. The reviews or the awards that this album won. And oh, could, I didn't mean that to come through at all. And if you could see <laughs> his face as well, you would. But that would obviously then um, highlight it. Usually on an episode, I'm always the person who you know has to carry the burden of the negativity, of the ba- of the poor feedback. You know, I'm the one that always looks like You're the I'm bad the guy, party pooper. You know, guy. good cop, bad cop. I'm, the good guy. I'm terrible cop. And that, you know, and that's fine. It's a, it's the, it's a cross I bear. It's a burden I carry. Um, and, you know, but today I woke up and I bounced out of bed because today, everybody, today, I'm good cop. I'm the person who's going to sit here and is going to talk brightly, happily, positively, um... About an album that I genuinely enjoy and genuinely do enjoy with our listeners. Now, not often I hear you say, I know that. I'm aware of that. Today's Kevin's turn. Today's Kevin's turn to wake up every morning and check Twitter to make sure somebody's just not trying <laughs> to, you know, send you something that you'll think shit just because you'll have an opinion about it. Or, you know, those comments. Today, people, today... Is that the thing? sun is shining. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I'm positive today. I've got a smile on my face. I've got a spring in my step. I played this album before Kevin came just to remind me how great it is. And also just to remind me, I carry no burden today, people. I carry no burden. Kevin, I would really like you to share with our dear listeners. <laughs> well, before okay. we get into the tracks... Some of the things that you've said to me about this album, just genuinely, be vulnerable, 
be open, share. This is a safe space. <laughs> Don't feel it is at that moment. Just use some of the language, describing words, adjectives that you've used what? around this album. Oh, hold on, I think you said, what, what gave you the inclination that okay. I anything Quote, apart from? unquote. I hate this album. I don't like it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. You're going to have to talk about it because I don't even know what to say about it. You know, and I'm like that. Okay, well, Kev, you're going to have to be honest about it because I'm always honest. And sometimes it is a cross to bear. You need to come clean. You despise this album. You don't like it. He doesn't understand it. It surprised me no end when I did receive such communication. However, it's the truth. So I'm going to bask in this while I can, because no doubt the tables will turn week after week after mm-hmm. week. But this week, Kevin... Mm-hmm. It's on me. I, I thank you. You've set that up really well. Hmm. Look, I, I'm, you know, uh, generally I'm not the bad guy. I'm quite on the fence. Even if I don't like someone, I'm, I'm nice about it. Yeah. I just, okay. I just don't. Here it comes. I just don't like Amazing. it. I don't get it. I don't like it. Uh, right, so to put this in context, <laughs> I've said this before. <laughs> oh, Alright, so two things gave back. Two things gave away. One, I always listen to the album multiple times. Multiple times, get a feel for it, write down things about the song. And it became very clear to me very quickly that I didn't care. So I'm sorry to everyone who wrote lovely words And obviously Leslie strongly agrees with you Which is fine And there's nothing worse than putting together Reading some of the nice words that everyone has written about this album And then you sitting there and going So yeah, I come here to do the podcast Album, fresh listen Today, don't care Baxter, front of Baxter Just want to play Baxter, don't care Then I'm like Normally what I do is I take, a, like I, if this is a, an, an album, I always listen to the follow-ups. Like I go through this career because I love to see how they change yeah, in do. sound and yeah. also find out what happened in the band. Uh, you know, did, was there controversies or this, lineup changes? Did it, just didn't care. Just did not care. Um, so <sighs> this is... <laughs> did you ever own this album? No, no. Here's the other thing, right? Here's the other thing. Why didn't I own this album? Because I should. I should. It 100%. ticks a box. Has a song that I really like. Was really popular. They're Scottish. Everyone else liked them. Why didn't I own this album? Because I listened to it. That's why. That's why I didn't own this album. So I don't. Can so, we dig into this a little bit deeper, please? Yeah, of course, before we, course. we get so into I'm the really tracks. Sorry. So I'm going to really enjoy this. So no, I hear this. Talk me through exactly what it is that you dislike about the album. Okay. 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 The sound of it. Cool. All of it? So vocals. Let's, we'll we'll like break it down in a bit. So vocals. Don't like the vocals. Okay. Don't like the annoying twangy guitar that's on every single track. Okay. Okay. What about the upbeat nature of the album? Yep, that's it. Tracks to dance to? Would you dance to them? No. I'd leave the dance floor. Okay. Um, Apart from one track. So there's going to be... One standout track, which is a given. And then there's another track that I will choose. I've changed my mind now. I'm going to play it and make it my song. Because I like it because it was something a bit 
bold and different. So that's why I've done it. Look, I just, I just, look, all I've just, I'm just not, and we're making a big deal about this. I just don't like it. So I'm sorry. I just don't. Wow. Should we get into the tracks? Wow. And this is why. So, so for everyone listening, like, I messaged Les and I said, you really need to help me. Right? Because normally I'll talk about the songs and breakdowns and this and that. And it's really easy to talk about a song. Not when you don't like it. Yeah. It's really I'm hard. just going to sing for 11 songs. It'll be better than them. <laughs> this means it. Kev hates the album and he's told the world. No friends sitting today, Kev. Hate tweets come Love it. way. But Love then it. you've got you've got it. You can't. Like how refreshing it feels good, doesn't it? Feels real. I know. I feel. I feel sad feel for the good? people who wrote in, and it feels good though. Just to get off, you just be honest. I just do you know the other thing as well? The other thing is, is I I delve so much into an album. I spend a lot of time writing and listening and reading up on it, and the, because I didn't like the album, I've been a bit tainted by that. And I'm looking at the albums coming because I know what's coming. And there's some fantastic albums that I can't wait to talk about or bands I can't wait to talk about. And so sadly, this one, I'm just like, I need to get past this. Just get wow. it, rip that band-aid out. Let's get going. So that's why on the flip side, I messaged you and I'm like, I need you to, to overemphasize your love of this album. Like, I need you to... And I will. I don't want to be um, a Debbie Downer. So, I guess today has stunned me twice. So this is the thing. This is an album that I didn't think that you would feel this way around like this has surprised me the fact that you like Baxter Jury <laughs> it's like a parallel universe it's weird, I don't know it? what to do but that's the thing I didn't expect that that's that's why music it's is fascinating it's just fascinating right um, for me this album is um, it's like a punch in the face all the time like yeah. I love it it does make you want to dance it's upbeat it remind. I bought it I loved it um, like I was um in Scotland at the time, like just, I don't know, it's got really, it's got great memories for me. It's an album that you can just put on and you just can't, you just sing to and you bop along to and age as well, doesn't get old. Actually, that is a positive. That's a positive. You're right. You're absolutely right. It does sound, it hasn't aged. And you're coming up on 20 years for this Mm. album. It hasn't, it still sounds, so yes, Franz Ferdinand, I'll give you that. Sounds fresh. I agree. Yeah. You can have an extra point for that. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm genuinely stunned at your disdain for this album. I, I, I couldn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Can't wait. There are other albums where I go, mm, you're not going to like this, or you're on the fence, or you really don't like it, but you never really want to share it, so you kind of say some nice things. This one, you didn't even try sugarcoat it. No. Which means that you're really, 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 it's a really strong dislike. Yeah, wow. It is. Okay. Shall we get into it? Let's get let's get into the tracks and you tell yeah. me about how much you love them. So Jacqueline. It's much better on holiday. So much better on holiday. That's why we only work when we need the money. This is a solid start, and I'm really struggling because obviously I've got to pick a track and it's either between this or another one, and I still haven't decided. Um what sh- is this isn't going to be your track. No. Nope. Right. Um, I haven't even made the samples. I haven't. I won't pick this as my track. I want you to play it. This is an amazing start to an album. You know my punch in the face. Let's get this album going. Do you, you know, know what this know is? You, what? This is a Vegemite. This is a Marmite. This is 
you're either going to like them or you're going to hate them. That's that's it. That's what this song does. And for for me, I just go. Wow. Really, this is a cracking song. No. Well, you're playing it, but this is a great track. This is an amazing start to the album. You know you're in for something different. It's toe tapping. The lyrics are catchy. Oh. Do you know what it's about? So, as uh, from Manchin, the character Ivor in the song is actually a Glaswegian poet songwriter called Ivor Cutler. He'll be 82 on January the 15th, and the story in the song happened about 10 years ago, so he would have been about 70 to 71. Uh, anyway, he used to go to the library that Jacqueline worked in a lot and talked to her. Jacqueline thought it was innocent and that he was a lonely old man looking for a friendly face when he was actually quite attracted to this 17-year-old girl. Um, one night, I think Jacqueline walked Ivor home because it was late and dark. Ivor offered him uh, up to up to his flat for a cup of tea as a thank you. Jacqueline agreed and went up. Then Ivor told her how he really felt about her. Jacqueline was horrified that an old man was attracted to her. At this, Ivor became very sad and said that he didn't blame her because whenever he looked at Jacqueline, he forgot that he was an old man and thought that he was 17 again. Oh, I hope that that makes some sense, but I don't think it looks right. Anyway, it's quite a tragic story about an old man feeling young again. Yeah, creep. Uh, speaking of creeps, Jeffrey Epstein. Watched that yet? No. Ooh. But he is creep. Wow. All right, so moving on. Uh, so we'll play Jacqueline. Yes. play it that guitar at the beginning of the track is so funky feels like familiar like you kind of know it then you're like is it a bit ironic because it sounds a bit like they're taking the piss a bit because i don't know it sounds like an old movie and then you just get into it absolutely blinding track uh fried noodles does anyone else thinks that this sound sounds like gonna have nutella tonight and it does so gonna have nutella tonight it does and once you hear that forget it that's all that's in your head now. You like Nutella? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, I like Nutella. What do you think of this song? Do you remember, um, I don't think they make it anymore, but in the UK, uh, they made, it was like a chocolate spread, Nutella, but with Rice Krispies through it. I do not remember that. It was, uh, why I was Sounds that? ridiculous. Chubby little kid. Um, that. So, um, this isn't, I've said nice beat musically, thankfully it's pretty good. 
Vocals are annoying and the breakdown at 1 minute 13 is not great. The only saving grace... Oh, God, I can't, that sounds rough. The only saving grace is that it's only two and a half minutes long. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> not only do I love it, but then you're actually... You're dying. Look, you hate this. I hate this. You're so uncomfortable. I know. It's amazing. Um, you're playing it. Okay. Uh, so let's play Gonna Have Nutella tonight. It's a classic, isn't it's it? It's a classic. And it stands up and it's on, you can chuck it in any playlist and I still win the good, bam, it hooks you. Absolutely. All the tracks do though, you've got to admit. So look, here's, even... here's the problem. Can you, why do I like this song? I actually really like this song, but I don't like any of the rest. Why, why, explain, I can't understand it. I actually don't know. I really can't answer that. Because for me, I don't know. Like, I don't go to this track on the album because obviously it's been really overplayed. doesn't mean I dislike it any less, but sometimes it's not... It doesn't always stand out to me. Um, I... I'm bad. I, I don't know. So it was um, the second single, 12th of January 2004. It got to number three. Directed by... Swed- the video directed by Swedish director James Adele. Fantastic. The one thing I will say... That's another tick, I guess, for Franz Ferdinand. Their videos are stunning. They're well produced, they're gorgeous, they're just, they've stood up so well and each of them is, is very unique. So I will say that their videos are top notch. Um, you are really scraping, aren't you? <laughs> their videos are top notch. Look at you trying to say something nice. Their videos are top Like anyone gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. Oh, right. Um... Boss 2K, Franz Ferdinand named after the guy who was shot, a minor incident in Eastern Europe that led to the outbreak of World War II. Ferdinand and his wife were shot at the same time. The song talks about the moment between his wife being shot and him dying. He feels as he might as well be dead. Come on, take me out. His wife's murders have left him broken, shattered, I lie. Uh, I've just said it's a belter. You know, I... Um, it's a belter. It's a belter. Do you want to tell the story about when we saw Too Many DJs? Do you remember? No. Okay. Why don't I remember? Because we were in some state. Uh, I always it was, So we were at field day, God knows how long ago. We'd been out in the sun, drinking all day. Too many DJs were closing, who we love. And they threw on Franz Ferdinand, Take Me Out. Did I go mental? And it was um, the... And it was... They'd like put it in and they put it on loop, so it's bam. But they never did it. They never oh, brought no, it. Oh no, I hated it. Piss me off. Yes, it came back and I was so annoying. <laughs> Your face. I was so angry. You were just 
I remember your face to this day because it, it didn't go that because you would expect it to drop and it go but they never did it they, they literally moved into another song and you never got it and your face looked like someone had shot a puppy right next to you well, you were well devastated done. so good because I was up for dancing to that <laughs> I remember that now. that's the one time oh. <laughs> uh, so look take me out I was going to be my song but everyone has heard it so I'm not going to pick it but I will play some of the, the song, obviously, yeah? Yes. All right, so take me out. What's next? The dark of the matinee. Find me and follow me through corridors and factories. Find me in the matinee, the dark of the matinee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like a show. Okay. This is what this album is. It's like a wee show. Like a wee musical like a show and you just get sucked into it. This is amazing, this song. It's not the one I'm going to pick, but the, you're playing it. Like, we, this is solid, right? I'm going to be what you do. We're four for four now. <laughs> Solid start to the album. I'm, I'm Kev today, everyone. Um, for me, I genuinely, I you're f- like you're four for four. I would not skip any of these tracks. I put this album on. I look forward to it. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm up for. You get this wee little song time when the, you go on because they're just so unusual and they're so catchy and they're funny and they make you smile and you just can't. I love it. So um, thoughts on this track? Video's good. No. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, third single, 19th of April, number eight. Uh, the video features the band dressed as schoolboys, dancing in an automatic, almost possessed fashion and miming along to the main vocal track. Uh, I've put, I'm 50 50 on this track. Some days I like it and it bops in my head, others I just want to skip and move on, and I really, really don't like the vocals. Uh, genius. On the dark of the matinee, Alexander Capranus uh, positions himself as a bitter cynic who eventually gives in to fame, although it may be, as the title suggests, in the dimmer regions of the spotlight. After being charmed by an unattractive optimist, and one would imagine the unapologetic funk of the track itself, by the last verse, Capranus imagines himself smiling wide, sitting with ABBA-loving AM talk show Terry Wogan. Uh, Terry Wogan. Is he still kicking on? That's actually a very good question. I'm not actually sure. I would want to see either way. Yeah. But yeah, good old Terry. So, not your track, but you want to play? Play it, yeah. Okay, The Dark of the Matinee. Find the eye. 
German, obviously. Yeah. Um, you did German at school, you didn't you? You hear her, you can't see her. Look what you've done, boy. Great song. Different. So I'm still five for five here because basically you've got four songs that are like bang, bang, bang. And then they go, okay. <laughs> Let's just bring it down again. Okay. But it's like, I don't know, this song is like... Like, if it's part of the show, it's like there's a bit of suspense now. And this is the suspense part. And they've just taken it down a bit of a notch. Um, is this your song? No. Wow. No. Uh, it's a great track. So, lyrics. Now I'm nailed above you, gushing from my side. It's with your sins that you've killed me, thinking of you since I die. Thinking how you'd let them touch you, how you'd never realise that I'm ripped and hang forsaken, knowing never will I rise. Did you know that? You hear you, you can't see her. Uh, the Jesus, so my Snape, uh, the Jesus thing is an extended metaphor. It's all about unrequited love and how it feels so bad to know that he or she will mm. never feel the same way. It feels like the end of the world and like you'll never be up to pick yourself and love someone again. Uh, the Jesus metaphor, it's using the fact that in the scriptures, Jesus so loved the world and yet they let him die. The girl in the song just doesn't know or care that the guy is in love with her. The song's alright. Great song. Play it. Uh, how do you say it? Who knows? Off arse. I've, I, I don't know. Okay. You can hold her. We haven't skipped a track yet. We're about to. Oh, thank God. I mean, uh, okay. Cheating on you. I like it. And it's because there's not a track on the album. I did, I, oh, actually, there's one. Um, but if we're going, we obviously can't play them all. So this one, I feel now. There's always you get to the point in the album where you go, oh, and this is it for me. This is where I go. Like good track. Don't skip it, but. Not as strong as the first five. Okay. After all, the depth of this song really matches the lyrics, where the chorus is, I'm cheating on you, yeah, I'm cheating on you, yeah, 
I'm cheating on you, yeah. Uh, this is Samey Samey to me. It's quite annoying, this song as well. So I'm glad we're skipping it because it's probably the ones that I'm not I'm a massive fan of. What's next? My song. Oh, is it? Yeah. This fire is out of control. We're going to burn this city. Burn this city. They come straight back. So just when I think, oh, maybe we're in for a wee lull now. You know, there's always like two sides to that one. Nah, right back in. Lured you into full sense of security. They did old Franzies. Bang. This fire. What a track. You're playing it all. Love it. What have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, quote. Hey, uh, someone called, hey there. I think all Franz Ferdinand's are sexual in some way. His voice is just fantastically sexy. My comments. Well, at least someone likes it. So let's play this fire in full.
someone else wrote as well on YouTube, John Allen. They've been singing about fire for over three minutes. I'm not called the fire department. Oh, I laughed. I thought it was a bad joke. Wow. Uh, darts of pleasure. This is a wee... Yeah, it's okay, but it's... For me, it's a wee bit of a letdown after the, the high of this fire. Really? Tell me more. Just because it's not got the same... I like this. It doesn't have the same punchiness. Mm. It's kind of... It's not bland, but it doesn't have the hook or the chorus or the, what the rest do. Yeah, okay. Not bad track. I don't... You don't... Um, you don't have to play this one if you don't want to. I'll take you up on that. So, uh, wow. like we said, this was our first single. The video, and I genuinely mean this, it's a good video. So the video is, there's a camera in uh, Capranus's mouth. Like, it's not his real mouth, but it's a point of view from the inside of his mouth while he goes through his day, brushing his teeth, drinking his pint, singing at the microphone, having a kiss with a girl. Pretty cool. Um... The, what do you think darts of pleasure are? Cigarettes. I thought that as well. Um, so Alex said to Q Magazine, the song is about seduction and the darts of pleasure that hit you are actually words. Aww. All right, so we're not playing darts of pleasure. What's next? I really don't like this song. <laughs> what song is it? Michael. Why don't you like this song? I don't know. It's kind of, I find it kind of annoying. I'm going to skip a track, it's Michael. That's my track. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. I, really, I actually think this is my second, second favourite song on the album. Wow. Yeah, let me explain a little bit why, right? So, to uh, annoy me? <laughs> no. So fourth single, number 17, video, creepy, uh, they're underground playing while people dance in front of them, but they're on a loop. And then at the end, they take all the limbs off the people and put them on themselves. It's bizarre. Um, lead singer Alex Caprano said the following It was one night when me and the band were out with friends in Glasgow And we went to this warehouse dance thing called Disco X It was a very debauched night And these two friends got it together in a very sexy way Right There's two reasons I actually like this song musically But the second thing I really love Is the comments on song meanings After this song Like they are like Like the song but I'm not gay like, just lots of comments. Oh, my God, that's like, amazing. Like, it's the best. Like, people just like, oh. Like, and there's some pretty homophobic homophobic comments on there. But it's just like, like, some, I'm not gay. And so it's like... Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Moron. Like, Michael, you're the boy with all the leather hips. Sticky hair, sticky hips, stubble on the sticky lips. Michael, you're the only one I'd ever want. The only one I'd ever want. The only one I ever want. I was just like, you know what? And this is another thing. Fair play to Franz Ferdinand for writing lyrics like that. Yeah. They probably know that they were going to cop it, and they did it anyway. So that's, like, sounds really weird. But they get a little point of respect for that, for writing lyrics about yeah. finding another man attractive. Good on you. Um, so I want to play it. I know it's, you hate it, but I I don't hate it, actually. It's not bad. I just, I just don't think it's got the same... Pizzazz. Yeah. Okay. I'm playing it. Michael...
track i feel like they do really well now to sort of i feel like you've just been like dancing about getting punches in the face all over the show now they realize we've got to bring the show to an end so we probably need to just bring everyone back down a bit and they do it really really well with come on home this is a really lovely track and they really do you can sense you're coming to the end of the album i think they do that well okay great song you're playing it yeah 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 I like this. It's a bit samey-samey, but um, I do like this. You're where you want to be. I'm where I want to be. Come on, we're chasing everything we've ever wanted. That's lovely. Broggy, he doesn't know how to be happy. He wouldn't know how to react if everything in his life was perfect. If the perfect girl loved him as much as he loved her, he wouldn't know what to do. Every once in a while when he thinks that he's lost her completely, he won't need her back. He'll admit again that he's in love with her. However, when she does come back, he doesn't know what to do and pushes her away again. He's happier being unhappy. That's a great line. Um, I don't mind this song. So let's play a bit of Coming Home. Right, okay, really like this song. Is it 40 degrees or is it 40? I can't read my writing. Go. I just don't know. Sometimes I go, this isn't the end and the album deserves. 
But then I go read like the tracks. So it's not like the tracks are let down. I'm just like, is that how we should have ended the album? Mm-hmm. But then, as to my earlier point, I feel like that was deliberate because they've gone like bang, 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 and then we're kind of bringing it down yeah, a bit. Yeah. And then now we're going to end, and it feels like it should end. So then, I actually do think it's the album. The song, the album, needs to end. Okay. Because we've done the whole. Would you have ended it on anything else? I used to think I would. Like something a bit more rockier, but then I'm like, no, because it's actually done what it was meant. It's done what it's supposed to do. This is actually a really, really great song, um, and I think closes the album out really well. Okay, um, I like the melody. So this is this is my writing. I think I'm being really clever, but reading it back, I'm not. I do like the melody of this song, and Franz Ferdinand do have some great melodies. However, some of them just great. Ah, uh, ah. Uh? Wow. No. Wow. Ivor Novell Award. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's I don't know if it's just this song or because it's the last song in the album. But I'm very, very grateful that it is. Oh God, that doesn't read back. Um, Tim, the fact just a random thing that probably has little to do with this song in Nova Scotia, there is a money pit where many believe there is buried treasure. They keep trying to excavate it to no avail. However, they found a stone that says forty feet below two million pounds lay buried. Perhaps it's about being close to something yet so far away and knowing no matter how much you desire it, you'll never be able to get it. Uh, so we will play it to take us out uh, of... I might be 40 feet. Um, we might play it... To, well, we'll play it to take us out of the episode. Uh, reviews. What do you think people say about Franz Ferdinand? Oh, I love it. Everyone loves it. Everyone. Apart from you. Uh, everyone apart from you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're going to prove that wrong. I'm going to prove... Yeah. <laughs> See what you're doing there. You just keep digging that wee hole, Kev. Magic. Uh, Flacco Ravello, one out of five. They make an exact copy of what Gang of Four used to do, but without the edge that they did. That comes up a lot. Gang of Four. Ever listen to them? No. Comes up a lot when you talk about Franz Ferdinand. Uh, Castang Taylor, one out of five. Pure shit. I hate you. Cool. Thanks for the in-depth review. Uh, Jobel, three out of five. The entire album really grows on you in time. You just need to play each of the songs a few times here and within a week you'll love the entire album. Little Judas, 4 out of 5. Sometimes music should just be fun. One of the best albums of the 2000s. Screenager, I hold this as a perfect album as I can't find one song I don't like it and it held a huge influence over my life when I first listened to it. Um, I've never heard anyone like Franz Ferdinand and it's a shame that they lost their spark for the follow-up. So that was uh, 5 out of 5. P. Witty, 5 out of 5. As I, oh, this is weird. As I sit there eating my Oreos, I felt a little feel. As I sit here eating my Oreos, I felt a little feeling like the food and music became one. The rustic taste of cocoa and starchy biscuits felt like the music and I was one. You can eat Oreos and have a good time and all but crumbs will fall regardless. And as you listen to the music, you know you cannot capture the whole instance of the song you listen because it is impossible. Nonetheless, you cannot say... It was not a good Oreo, for even if you have not had the whole, you know the rest was just as good. The little crumbs on the paper were as beautiful as the rest. What's your favourite biscuit? Oh, no. Didn't see that coming. It's pro- do you know what? It's probably It'd be something terrible, like a custard cream. No, no. Chocolate digestive. Oh, yeah, that's gold. Uh, what yeah. kind of chocolate on the top? Dark Yeah, milk. maybe the dark... Do you like the milk as well? The dark is nice. It's got a nice flavour to yeah. it. That's a good call. What's mine? Bourbon. Bourbon biscuits. Yeah. Been smashing them at the moment. Right, let's get into what you think about this album versus what I think about this album. Well, Kevin, I think this album is like 
you know, a little stage show in an album. Like it's a wee musical, little stories. Um, You're loving this. It makes me, it's really upbeat, makes me smile, does make you want to dance. Um, it's just, it's different. You can't really compare it to anything else. Um, I, eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half? Wow. I want to thank everyone for nominating this album because it was going to be on my list. Okay, cool. Well, I feel... No, that's not right. So the one thing I'll say is... That, so I rated the editors a five, if you remember. I went back and listened to them and I went... Well, I think it was a little bit harsh on yeah, the editors. Yeah, you were. I'm going to bump them up a little bit to a six, right? Three out of five. Now, for these... <laughs> uh, I do, look, all I've put is... For me... Couple of tracks I, I think are one's really strong and everyone knows it. The second, there's a couple of other tracks that are okay. A couple of things I like about the band. Just don't like the album. Just don't like it. Four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. How much? Four out of ten. Give four. What? Sorry. Four out of ten. What? <clears throat> Two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate like we, you do. I don't hate it. I just dislike it. That's it. Um, Franz Ferdinand. at Franz Ferdinand on Twitter. Leslie, what the heck are we doing next? So, interestingly enough, people would have probably seen that I did. Well, we did a poll on Twitter. Basically, a debate on whether PJ Harvey should be included or not. Now, the debate was, um, I know it's like post-Britpop, but then really, post-Britpop, my brain isn't actually a genre. So... True. 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 So then we're talking about indie albums of the 2000s, essentially. True. Of which she would fall heavily... True. If that's the case. I'm with you so far. So what I wanted to do is go and look, is it just me? Because I genuinely wanted... Is it just me trying to force her into this genre because I just want to talk about her? Mm-hmm. Or would people actually be interested? Okay. So I thought, you know what? I want to put it out there. Gonna so I did. 58 votes. Quite a lot. <laughs> 62% said yes. So a resounding yes. Wow. Some of the comments were, look, she's British and indie, so worth a try. There were quite a few people that were torn, like, great music, but does it fit? Yeah. And that's where I was. Yeah. Um, look, PJ's a different proposition, but I'd still like to hear the discussion, somebody put. Um, plus, she was on the Britpop Now programme in 95, so she should be allowed. Ah. Um, so, the people have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, though? So, I was really here's, torn. Here's the thing, you're going to get in trouble. Either way, you've picked... So, you're going to get in trouble for the artist? And I know, but I'm torn, You're going to get trouble for the album. And so those... Okay, so this is the thing. People can come at me if they want. The reality is there were two albums that we could have talked about, talked about, really. Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, or Let England Shake. Now, Let England Shake gets all of the critical acclaim under the sun. You read reviews about this, it's insane. Okay. But the the truth is, if we're picking... If we're going to go with albums that really mean something to us and that we love then I have to pick Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, because I knew of PJ Harvey before that album, Mm -hmm. not all of their albums, and there were some songs, and when I talk about it, I'll I'll discuss it. But this was the album that really hooked me into her. Got it. And so then Let England Shake came next, and I agree, that is, and we'll talk about it, a stunning piece of work. But i got to pick Stories from the City because it's the one that resonates most with me. 
your choice. It's, the, it's my choice. But we will actually, what I want to do, because I'm going to take the reins a bit on this, Kev, because yeah. I love her. And if nothing else, I want it to be a bit of an education for you and her. I don't know if you're going to like her. My, I'm doubtful, but I really do want to... Because she's an artist that is worth discussion. She is an artist that I think is incredible. Um, yes, there's 62% of people said that they wanted to hear about it. So I'm like, well, people, you said yes. For the, for the 38 that said no, <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. But, <laughs> um, it's probably worth tuning in just to have a listen. So, yeah, look, you can... Everybody's always does this. Well, I think the best albums are somewhere you're not talking that. I will talk about Let England Shake. Okay. So, the album will be when we do the tracks, will be Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. Mm -hmm. But I will dive into that album too, so people are not going to forget the importance of that album. So, that's what it is Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, PJ Harvey. Pumped. Like, so pumped. Thoughts? Like, because you're not. I don't. This is a thing. I'm glad you mentioned that it will be an education because I know nothing about PJ Harvey. I know I've never listened to PJ Harvey. I know nothing about her. I know that lots of people love PJ Harvey. So for what you have heard, though, you've never no uh, no no no. Um, So yeah, I'm all for it. Like you said, your choice. I mean, I picked JJ72. I'm sure I wouldn't have got sixty odd percent saying that they wanted to hear JJ72. Um, so, no, nah, look, something different The second thing is, because I know nothing I'm not doing anything for this episode I've got the episode off You're doing all the heavy lifting on this Because I want to come in with an open mind And learn everything about it And there's a lot to learn Good, good, I am pumped um, Anything else before we get on out of here? No, I'm just pumped Just you're pumped yeah. um, So thank you, Tim, Chris and Wayne I'm sorry it- just tweet him, tweet him. Just all day, ha- every yeah, day. Everybody just... tweet him. Tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Can't believe that, Kev. What a lot of shit, Kev. You're crap, Kev. Whole thing. Go, 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 go. So we've got PJ Harvey next. Uh, I usually give the Twitter and Facebook plug, but I'm not going to do that because people are going to come at me anyway. But um, that was a good I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually feel that I don't know what's coming next week. No? Because I'm, I could get my heart broken. We've got the 1975 in Tim Burgess as well. All right, let's go on out of here. We will see uh, everyone in a fortnight. See you later. Bye. Cooling all the blood to slush Congeals around